Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show today Jim Self, who is a master alchemist in working with these shifts in frequency and vibration. And I'm sure for those of you who may be a little bit uncertain and confused about what is happening in the world today, Jim will make it all much clearer for you during the course of this show. So, Jim, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you, Peter, for having me. I enjoy being here. Good. So let's talk about the shift and what exactly that means. Well, there's a shift in consciousness, how you perceive the world around you that is unfolding. And this shift has been, has been hoped for, has been coming for a long time. And I can explain it on a number of levels. But the, the very simplest level in your consciousness, you are going to be, you are beginning to have an opportunity to view life, experience life in a much more delightful way. This experience that we've been having, uh, that's referred to as the third dimension. This third dimension is, uh, is, is not what most people define it as. You know, most people or people define three dimensions as linear width, height, third dimension is neither the chair you're sitting in or the house you're living in or the tree outside your window. That's all form. And form plays into uh, the third, the fourth, the fifth dimension. It's the form, the house, the tree, the car you drive, is really all the backdrop, the, the props, the settings of your play. It's what makes the play have dynamics and dimension. But the third dimension is a structure, it's a body of rules, if you would, that basically say if you wish to play in this game, here's how this game is played. What happens to most of us, we're playing the game without ever reading the rule book. You know, did you read the rule book when you came in? And most people go, what rule book? So when you begin to look at the definition of the game, the third dimension is a very dense dimension. It has, it's very structured. 
It is conditional. There's nothing unconditional in the third dimension. That begins in the higher fourth and fifth dimension, a place which you are also playing simultaneously as you go about your day. But the third dimension is structured, is rigid, it operates in always and never. She's never going to be trustworthy. He's always going to be like that. When you play in those rigid structures, there's no flexibility. And in that third dimensional reality, there is a very specific time configuration that we call past, present, future, and then you die. But in relationship to that time structure, time is an application within your life. It is not a fixed structure that is the only way things are done. And so in that third dimension, one of the things that occurs is if you think about how you perceive and how you move around, for the most part in relationship to time, you live in the past and in the future. You live very seldomly in the present moment. I hope what happened to me way back then never happens to me again, or they told me if I would do this, go to college, get married, have my 2.3 kids, live in a house, white picket fence, I would be successful. And so we are constantly moving in that third dimensional space between past and future. One of the things about the third dimensional space is you do not have choice. Now, you've got to pl- listen here carefully because what happens is people right now jump up and go, I choose all the time. Yes, you do. But that's not in the third dimension. That's in the place where you play in the fourth. So in the third dimension, when you find yourself in present time, it's usually a reactionary present time. It's like, oh, my God, that wasn't supposed to happen. You're in present time. You are focused in the moment, but you are reacting. When you begin to step into this aspect of fourth dimension, a couple of things changes. One of the things about fourth dimension is you live in present time, in the moment. How would you like to do this? You say, hmm, let me think about this. I would like to do X, Y, Z. That's a present time moment. In that present time moment, you have choice. You can say, I'd like to do it this way or this way. Choice. Also in that fourth dimensional space to kind of set this up is there's a very interesting word. It's called paradox. And what paradox does for you, it simply says, what was true a moment ago, always and never, may not be true in this moment. And what was false may not be false. So all of a sudden you have choice. You have, uh, you could call it forgiveness. You have a flexibility. Whereas in third dimension, It's worry and hope, and you're back and forth between the past and the future, and very little are are in that space. You're very um, rigidly structured, and very little gets done because you're constantly in reaction. And Jim, in this in this moment now, where this this shift is taking place, we are, I assume, shifting from the 3D as the as the main place of being in towards this 4D and some 5D. So. Can you, can you help our listeners understand a little bit about what is happening to them as this third-dimensional realm sort of dissolves away? Third dimension, to a great extent, was not, a, not an experience that was, um, in a way, intended to occur. 
and now I'm talking about millions and millions of years. This planet is one of 12 planets in all that is that is considered a Christed planet. Now, that word does not mean, is not a reference to a man or a religion. It's a reference to a, a state of mind, a state of being, a, a way of life. It's a place that's calm and peaceful and respectful and courteous. It's a place where when you begin to play in the fifth dimensional reality, there's integrity and beauty and appreciation and gratitude and co-creation and cooperation. Those are the words that this shift is going to begin to be what people, all people, are going to begin to live. And so we're moving from a place where where how we have had awarenesses. And right now, because the shift is happening, you're seeing so many of the lies and the distortions all coming out. You're seeing mass confusion in lots of ways. If you watch the presidential, U.S. presidential uh, Republican group debating and talking, it is embarrassing and to a great extent. But what you're really seeing is the shift. They don't know what they have and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to have an agenda. And they're really just representing the mindset of the populace that is also in that same kind of confusion. One of the things that is occurring in this shift is one time is appearing to go faster for most people. Also, if I asked you, do you have more on your plate today than you did yesterday? Most people laugh and roll their eyes and go, you don't know how busy I am. And then I many times ask a third question, are you losing your memory? And amazingly, people also laugh and go, yeah, I can't remember anything. Well, it's not Alzheimer's. It's not dementia. It is a process of the shift. You are... You have in your awareness, in your third dimensional awareness, which also operates in right and wrong and good and bad and should and shouldn't, you have a lot of considerations that you have taken on. And most, in fact, let me even go further and say virtually all of these considerations do not belong to you. They weren't even your idea. And so we walk around in this reality, every one of us, with a, with a concept that I'm not okay. I'm not smart, I'm not attractive, I don't fit, I'm never going to make it. We all hold some factor of those considerations. But when you begin to look at those considerations, what you will realize is every one of those considerations was never your consideration to start with. You cannot be not okay in this lifetime. You cannot be not okay in this lifetime. However, you can accept somebody else's statement, you're not okay, you're not attractive, you don't fit, you're not smart, I'm giving you an F on your report card because you obviously are not worthy. And so we accept somebody else's lesser than and then try it on and wear it as a coat or a pair of shoes that don't fit and we are awkward and clumsy and not happy. But every one of those fundamental thoughts that says I'm not okay is given to you from an external source. And so as this shift moves forward, 
The universe knows you're okay. The creator knows you're okay. All the great beings know you're okay. And you are also waking up. You are beginning to remember yourself. And in that remembering yourself, the only thing you're going to find is, I'm okay. But in order to get there, you can't take your baggage with you on this journey. So the universe knows this also. And the universe is now stripping away from you those memories that you have stored that really are just more or less sitting on the shelf that have no value or no reality to you that say, I'm not okay. So many people are forgetting their past. It's as if there are two waves of energy, two waves of light. That's not accurate. There's a gazillion waves of light. But one wave is passing through you and is simply clearing away the who you are not. It's just taking it away. You are just not remembering you're not okay in many aspects. And as that clears away, there's another wave of light in the shift that is reconnecting, rewiring, re-putting you back together, realigning you. And as Jim, Jim, I'm going to have to hold you there because we're coming to our first break and it's a really important point. So when we return, I'll get you to continue on this theme. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. The new home for visionary positive change. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Having me today, Jim Self, who is giving us a wonderful insight into what is taking place in the world today as we make this shift from essentially a third-dimensional unconscious realm to shifting into awareness uh, of the present moment and into the future of what will be a wonderful, wonderful gift for planet Earth and for all of us into the fifth dimension. But Jim, just before the break, you were explaining about these two waves of energy and light that are coming through uh, to assist us in this awakening process. So just go back to that for a couple of minutes. Sure. So, so this... 
one wave is kind of really clearing away the who you are not. And as that is occurring, you are losing many of your reference points. You're losing many of your uh, identifiers that say, this is what I am, this is what I'm about. And so many people are starting to have an, a sense of, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I, I don't know how to relate anymore. Things that were once important don't seem to be important. At the same time, that natural alignment uh, as to who you are is beginning to be made more conscious to you, that that second wave of light is reconnecting, realigning, remembering yourself. And as that occurs, you are starting to become more conscious of being conscious. See, that's one of the pieces in the third dimension also is people walking around on the street are unconscious of being unconscious. And as this acceleration begins, you start to wake up and become more conscious of being conscious and more aware of being aware. And that's what we're watching unfold right now. And one of the challenges, it seems to me, in the work that I do is in uh, interpersonal relationships between uh, family members, loved ones, uh, colleagues. Uh, Talk about that a little bit. Sure. Relationship is the toughest game on the planet because you are constantly in relationship to your external world, which includes family members and peers and work partners and etc. And so being able to relate to them to date has been structured to a great extent around words that play out very fully in the third dimension that the game is structured around better than or lesser than, more or less, bigger or little, or right or wrong, good or bad, should or shouldn't. And there has been a hierarchical structure that's been created where those that have, have, and those that don't, simply don't. And that's how the game is in very simple terms. In re- that also plays out in your relationship in your families and your relationship in your spouses in, in that type of situation. And so one of the things that is occurring is as you begin to know yourself, there is a sense of appropriateness that is beginning to become conscious within many. And you see it all over the world right now. You see it in the Arab Spring. You see it in the Occupy Wall Street movement. You see it in people all over the place basically saying there's something not right about this third dimensional world that we're playing and there's something not right about this game where where many are enslaved or dominated or suppressed many have nothing and others have everything and that's beginning to become much more conscious but in relationship specifically with spouses and children and friends one of the things that is challenging and really wonderful at the same time But the challenging part is, as you lose your memories, you begin to lose your relationship to many of the reference points that you share with others. Now, something very fundamental about relationship is, I like you because you are like me. So this opposites attract is just a a, kind of a structure in physics, but it's not a structure in relationship. I like you because you're like me. The interesting part of that is it doesn't say, just give me the good stuff. It simply says, I like you because you're like me. And so in many relationships, 
that are built in a third dimensional space, it is my, my father beat me, your father beat you. You were not seen for your value. I was not seen for my value. So as you watch many relationships, they operate in many aspects of dysfunctionality, and there are many relationships that are, that are built on, I am a nice person and you're a nice person. And so, again, that likes attract. The most fundamental part of that is something that virtually everybody is aware of over the last number of years because it's been presented in many forms, is the law of attraction. And the law of attraction is really the key to this whole piece. So what happens in the law of attraction is what I place my attention on, the universe says, I adore you, I will be more than happy to provide for you. So whatever you think and whatever you hold as an emotion and you hold your attention on, the universe is more than happy to provide it for you. And the universe doesn't understand English, French, German. The universe understands vibrational frequency. So I say to you, how are you doing, Peter? And you go, well, I'm okay. Well, somehow the kind of suppressed I'm okay and I'm okay don't match. And so a minute ago I said you have all of these emotions and these uh, experiences that are not you, that you hold in your awareness. And so as you are told you're not okay in life, very often you can't deal with that. So you take that I'm not okay and you put it back here behind you in this place called unconsciousness. I can't deal with it. But do you have a lot of charged energy when somebody says you're not attractive, you don't fit, I don't want you anymore? So that emotional charge, thoughts are electrical, emotions are magnetic. When you begin to build that electromagnetic field around I'm not okay, that's what the universe sees. If you begin to build a field of this is great, I love it, I'm happy, I'm doing wonderful, that's what the universe sees. So in relationship where I'm not okay and you're not okay, but we manage to get along in relationship and we have family and we go forward, now the universe is stripping away from you that aspect of I'm not okay. And so one of the things that is beginning to occur in relationships is I don't have a like for you or a dislike for you any longer. I don't have a shared set of reference points any longer. And so it's a very challenging thing in terms of experiencing one another. Many people who are in a very rapid spiritual awakening are finding they don't have anything to talk about with the people that they used to hang out with. And so that's the aspect of relationship that is challenging as this shift unfolds. And that's going to be very apparent to many as this year unfolds. The flip side of that is when you start to realize, I am okay, I'm a, I, I, I like myself, I'm beginning to understand the nature of the game, you're going to also find in relationship there are many others like you that are starting to raise their heads up also. So it's a very interesting challenge and exciting opportunity in relationship. And, and, and allied to that is this whole sense, again, that people's, what used to be their sense of security is also falling away. There's like no safe haven. So where do people need to go to get a sense of security? 
into their heart. What is happening is you are okay. But when I measure myself by my wealth, my relationship, the house I have, all of the what society says I should and shouldn't do, what's right and wrong, what's good and bad, I lose my own internal compass. And as this shift is unfolding, where the transition is, and that's where we are as we move through 2012 into 2015, there is still quite a bit of transition. So what you are beginning to lose is the I'm not okay. And many of the reference points that allow you to hold on to an unconsciousness. As you begin to become conscious, the reference points are not necessarily clearly laid out. And also what happens as you begin to move into this higher fourth and fifth dimension, the rules of those games are somewhat different. And so you begin to find one of the very primary things is how you think with that rational mind is not how you are going to begin to interact with and experience your future as we go forward. As you start to begin to get out of that rational mind, that ego, that mental body, which is very wounded and also defines the game based on safety and protection and fitting in. See, the rational mind's design is to have you be safe and have you fit in. Now think about that in relationship to your relationship. But as you start to go forward, you're going to find that there is a passion, an enthusiasm, a curiosity, uh, a wanting to know more that the box that you've lived in, the structured third dimension, has never given you permission to do. And so as you begin to play in this higher aspect of awareness, that compass begins to align to what's appropriate. Where's your passion? What would I really like to experience in my heart? And you begin to think with the heart and act from the wisdom of the higher mind, of the soul. And it, there's a huge, enormous intelligence in that configuration that the rational mind will never understand or be able to grasp. It's in that thinking with the heart, there is a field of awareness that basically allows you to ask a question and the answer is given exactly where the question is asked. There's no searching, no researching, no, I'm not okay, I can't figure out. It's so hard. It's not going to be hard. It's simply ask and you shall be given, as it says, right where you ask. So perhaps you could just give us a little bit of an overview of what, when you talk about the fifth dimension, what that actually is. The, the fifth dimension, as I of it is a place where, for example, words like safety and trust do not exist in the fifth dimension. There is nothing unsafe and there's nothing to distrust. You begin to find in the fifth dimension you're very much operating in present time and something that is in the process of becoming much more available in this year as the shift unfolds would be a word that has been thrown around called telepathy. But in a fifth dimensional sense, telepathy is not just the ability to finish somebody's sentence. 
that's what telepathy is defined as, or knowing what they're going to say before they say it. This level of telepathy begins to integrate all of your sensory perceptions, your spiritual abilities, clairvoyance, clairsentience, the ability to feel people's thoughts, the ability to see people's truths. But this level of telepathy is going to play out in a very remarkable way, but somewhat startling at first, because when you speak to somebody, you are going to know how they experienced what you just said or the energy that you just used to express yourself. So if you are a person that says, oh, that's acceptable, but there's that tone of sarcasm or that's throwing energy is in your context of your speech because you are not being masterful with your thoughts and your words, what you're going to start to feel is what they feel when you speak thoughts out of alignment. Or when you speak beauty, they will feel, you will feel the beauty that they feel. So, Jim, we're coming up to our next break, but it's a fascinating uh, concept. There'll be no hiding place. (laughs) There is no hiding. All the lies are coming out in this particular period. So we'll take our second break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Listening on a Higher Dimension, 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Just a reminder to check out my own website, www.petertongue.com, and also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com. Both of those websites are kept currently up to date, and as Jim Self has been saying on the show today, things are changing very rapidly indeed, and we need to know information on a daily basis pretty well. Uh, my latest newsletter is there, and a discussion about the Holy Thorn Tree, which is really significant. And a week tomorrow, Thursday, uh, Thursday week at 5.30, we'll have our next Ambassadors of Light class where we'll be talking further about the immediate developments taking place on the planet. Jim Self is with me today talking about the alchemy, uh, mastering alchemy of the shift that we're undergoing through third, 
forth to fifth dimensional reality. And Jim, before the break, you were just talking a little bit about what it's like to be in fifth dimensional reality. You were talking about telepathy, but at a much deeper level than perhaps people understand telepathy normally. So please continue with that. Sure, thanks. So what is about to happen, what is happening to many is you are beginning to step into a level of consciousness, this field of awareness, this natural alignment with your heart. Who you are is beginning to become conscious. But because we've been playing so long in who we aren't, and because we have been defending ourselves and playing in the levels of fear and safety and, and protection, as this transition goes, you still have lots of those lingering experiences, lingering habits. And, and again, that's what is being stripped away from you, a lot of the memory that allows that pain to be very spoken loudly. So one aspect of this shift that you will begin to start to see is as you start to become more centered and you begin to have an access to this heart, higher mind awareness, I'll speak more about that if you'd like, but as you begin to observe your world and then choose and act rather than third dimensional shoot ready aim as we progress and then go oh i'm sorry what i really meant to say i'm so embarrassed that's all babble that's just noise of the third dimension that's out of controlness and so when you start to begin to manage your energetic field and you start to be able to align yourself into the geometries of the higher dimensions you start to be able to observe, choose, and act. But in that observation, choice, and act, you're going to find that you will use words and you will see and feel and know how those words were felt and experienced by the person you were speaking to. Now, in real terms, that's a wonderful, both wonderful attribute and it's a wonderful opportunity because very quickly, as you see the sarcasm or the abuse or the throwing energy that might have been a third-dimensional pattern, you're going to simply watch your wife, husband, child, partner kind of go into an unhappy place, the same unhappy place they have probably always gone in when you spoke to them like that. But you are going to become conscious of the impact of your words, of the energy that you you combine with those words. The most wonderful part of that is you're not going to be able to stay in that throwing energy and being abusive very long because all of those people are waking up and they're not going to put up with you anymore. But more importantly, you in your heart are going to know the inappropriateness of speaking to and aligning energies that are painful to others. And you're going to change very rapidly. So do, uh, Jim, do talk about the heart and the, and the higher mind awareness. That would be great. I will. See, in, in Mastering Alchemy, uh, which is, the, is the, the body of information that I've been teaching for a very long time, we teach tools. We, we, I don't teach a philosophy. There's no the truth. Here, follow this path. Here's the truth. There is no truth. There's only one truth, and that's in your heart for you. And so when a person can learn to manage their energy field, when a person can learn to identify, uh, this is an inaccurate statement, but it works right here, is where you start and stop at the edge of the aura. When a person can learn how to 
shift the platform of consciousness that they live on to words, to vibrational patterns like certain and capable and graciousness, happy, commanding your own presence. That's a platform that you can consciously live your life on. You begin to find that what always was a truth never really was a truth, and you start to make better choices. When you begin to realign the energetic field of the aura back into the geometries of the octahedron, the star tetrahedron, the cube, the fundamental platonic solids, you create a level of awareness. Those geometries are like antennas. They just begin to tune into a different vibrational field of consciousness. You begin to shift. And so this level of understanding and knowing yourself is what many people are in the process of going through. When you can consciously choose the reality that you play in, your ability to start to not throw energy, not be in pain and fear, not to be in reaction, allows you to start to recognize a state of ease, possibilities, unlimited possibilities. And when you begin to play in words, because words hold vibrational patterns, they are what we use to structure our understanding of everything around us. So when you use word vibrations, you know what depression feels like, anger, resentment, and you know what happy, enthusiasm, laughter feel like. You know, the molecules are very differently structured in those two sets of vibrations. So when you can begin to hold yourself in a presence, in an ease, in great graciousness, in gratitude, appreciation, cooperation, and you begin to have an alignment over those words, it's almost as if you just raised your head and began to see something that's always been there that you've never seen before because you're so busy looking down and not in order to be safe. And so this level of awareness is what the shift is bringing forth. So that fifth dimensional consciousness, to a great extent, is a platform to start to access the sixth, the seventh, the eighth. And in those places, you begin to have an understanding of non-physicalness, what the Holy Spirit is, which virtually has never even been on the planet uh, in religious biblical terms. The density and the abuse was in the power orientation is, is too dense. So the, the Holy Spirit, the soul, uh, vibration of the Creator called the El Shaddai, those vibrations haven't been on the planet since the fall of the Christed nature of the planet, which is what I was alluding to at the beginning. So which is a all, of, segue, all of that's actually, coming back. It's a perfect segue, Jim, actually, for you to talk a bit about the 111111, uh, because I know that was a really significant energetic uh, day. Could you, could you explain to our listeners what actually took place that day? Yes, I can. So... In t- let's take the, con- the word Christed light out of the, out of the structure of religion or out of the context of a man 2,000 years ago. Millions of years ago, when the fall of consciousness, which is also very misunderstood, occurred, the planet is a, reflects back what is going on in its consciousness on the surface for simple terms. And many of those beings in the fall of consciousness resided on this planet, and the planet lost its Christed nature. 
It's the only one out of 12. And that was, that inter, that, that's a huge thing. On 11-11, that Christed nature was re-anchored back into the planet. Every single person on the planet has a crystalline geometry held within the heart, the higher heart, the sanctuary, the pink diamond, as it's referred to in the higher dimensions, the sacred heart. It's in the form of a crystallized star tetrahedron, a mathematical configuration. That's the chalice, the cup, the template that has been sought for forever. That's the format, the matrix that allows the Christed light to come back onto the planet. So the Christed light is this energetic field of very conscious, peace, quiet, calm, respect, dignity, and yet huge fractals of creative light within the Christed light. It's a way of life. That light was brought back onto the planet. So in religious terms, the second coming has occurred. As that occurred, it just has become very expansive through the, since the 11.11 and will continue. It's a very complex information source of consciousness that is an aspect of the creator in ways we can't even conceive. With that coming back onto the planet, with the conclusion of the Mayan calendar, according to Carl Kalaman and many of the Mayan calendar scholars, we, on a physical planetary level, are now moving out of the galactic belt, the, the plane of light that we've been in for a long time, and are stepping into another plane of energy. So keep it very simple. It's like going from a rainy, cloudy day and having to be held inside to having a beautiful, sunny day where you can go visit the outside. That's the, the comparison I would make of what is about to happen on 12-12-12. We're in the process of shifting into an entirely different dynamic consciousness. So that Christ delight becoming available, it's just really remarkable because the ability to just start to, from a place of ease and presence and well-being, you start to think a thought and that thought begins to come much closer to manifesting now. It's not quite an instantaneous creation yet because that would be too disturbing on the planet. And what I mean by that is you can think I'd like an apple and the apple would appear and that'd be really fun. But what about all those other thoughts of anger, resentment <laughs> that you don't manage very well that would also come into fruition? So there is a buffer zone between present time, there's four layers of present time, and instant manifestation. But we're coming very close to instant manifestation. So watching our thoughts and our feelings and our intentions becomes absolutely critical. Yeah, it, it is the name of the game. Once upon a time, Kathumi said to me, you, you are to manage every thought and every emotion and every word and every action every instant. And when he said that, I didn't even, nothing moved. And I swallowed hard and I said, well, it will be some time before I arrive in the fifth dimension. And he said, we'll see. <laughs> and he and said, sorry? He said, we'll see, <laughs> and with a laugh. And so I, I'm saying the same thing. It sounds like an impossibility, managing every thought and every word and emotion and action, every instant. It is a fifth-dimensional reality that you will be masterful at. 
but as you also said, you're going to see the impact that has on people immediately as well. It's, it's beginning to, it's part of the phasing in. If it, all this happened instantaneously, you would go hide under a rock and hope you never had to come out because yeah, yeah. you would just alter your reality so dramatically. So, so you can see why beginning to be aware of your impact of your words and your thoughts on others and feeling what they feel when you speak it to them all of a sudden allows you to kind of swallow hard and begin to go, I think I need to change how I do this. But just the awareness will cause the change. And so it's, it's very wonderful how this game is laid out. Jim, we're coming up to our final break, and so we'll take this break and return with Jim Self. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Be Extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Having with me today, Jim Self, who's having a wonderful discussion with us about what is happening in the world, the shift between the dimensions and what we can look forward to in the future, which is absolutely marvelous. So, Jim, I'd love you to tell our listeners a little bit about how you know all this information, how it comes to you. Uh, it's, uh, happily. You know, everybody has a puzzle piece, and the universe isn't going to be whole until you play out your puzzle piece and my puzzle piece is quite wonderful and uh, you know when when everybody was growing up and we're told to stop talking to the empty chair and stop making up those stories and stop lying and stop all the things that we naturally did in terms of our awareness of all that was I didn't really turn mine off and that caused me a lot of challenge throughout the years in school and growing up and then it became very uh, apparent to me uh, the value of my clairvoyance, the value of my ability to touch somebody and heal them, the value of all these wonderful abilities that we all have. But back in about um, uh, the short version of that, in, in the year, in about 2000, uh, I realized that when I went to sleep, I remembered where I went and what I did when I came back. 
You see, everybody, everybody goes home every night in those eight hours you don't remember anything. You go home, but the frequency is so fine-tuned that when you come back into the body and the, the astral, emotional, mental, spiritual body interact with the physical body through the acupuncture points, all the noise of the world around you just blares back on like somebody turned on a very loud radio. And even though what you just experienced is available... It's drowned out in the noise of this physicality that we play in. So that's why people don't remember. They generally have a little glimpse of dreams, but dreams are not where you go home every night. The astral plane is, is a whole other story. But one night I went home. I was in a great space, and I went into this sleep space, and I met this angel. And it was wonderful. And I kind of started into this garden, if you would, and woke up coming out of the garden but didn't remember anything and it was so thrilling and i went back the next night and the next night the short version is finally i got more involved and more ingrained just like we all do and one night i was sitting at this table with a lot of different beings and somebody said and metatron what do you think metatron being one of the great archangels and at that moment i was fully connected between the body sleep space and awake space and that place at home. And it was amazing because as I looked around in conscious awareness, there was what you'd call Jesus and Buddha and all of the great beings of light. But there was one other that was sitting there, and that's you. Every one of you are sitting at that same table every night. And so from that point on, I began to be very conscious, not only in my sleep space, but in my daytime space, this space and being able to ask a question and get an answer. And these great beings have become my friends in a simple way. And so, But I'm no different than anybody else. I just have one little half step ahead of everybody else because that's my puzzle piece. So, so one of the things that became so wonderful about this is Metatron once upon time said, in this period of time, said, we believe that there is a pathway that has never, ever been walked. And for those that choose to walk this pathway, we believe it will accelerate their ascension and open a doorway so brilliant in light that the entirety of the third dimensional mass human consciousness can be drawn into the fifth dimension in a way it's never happened before. And that was in 2001. And since so, Jim, you're actually, very, you're, you're actually very optimistic about the future then? Oh, gosh, there is no, there's nothing to not be optimistic about. <laughs> However, we are in transition, and you are seeing all of the lies and all of the distortions and all of the non-truths. They have to come to the surface. You cannot take your baggage with you on this journey. So this year, 2012, you're going to see potential wars, you're going to see politicians and governments doing absolutely asinine things that threaten everything. You're going to see corporations shifting from greed to different formats. You're going to see everything come to light this year. And so many will go, what do you mean this is a wonderful time? Look at all the things that are going on. But for one that can stand in their own space and be quiet, observe, and choose, and observe what you're going to find if you choose to see this adventure as a glass half full, 
that's what you will experience. If you choose to see it as a disaster and poor me and I'm in terror and fear, that's what you will receive. I can't say that one any different. What you put your attention on is what you will experience. But for those that listen to your show and listen to me and take classes and do the work of mastering their energetic field, the ability to be the creator in a coherent field of light that just their presence alone opens that doorway to pull, to draw all of the consciousness of humanity into that fifth dimension. Never been done before. So, Jim, just tell our listeners a little bit about the uh, classes that you lead and, and teach people for this critical time. Uh, my objective in, in, in this, we have three levels of classes. I mean, we give away, our whole business model is to give away as much for free as possible because we know people are not going to all take the classes. But basically, the structure is teach you how to rebuild that antenna to anchor into that higher fourth, fifth dimension, rebuilding the geometry of the octahedron, spinning the fields to 90% of the speed of light, beginning to create these platforms of words, beginning to recognize the difference between the noise and engaging in it and not, and then starting to use, understand the rays of creation, as they're called, the energetic building blocks. All of this work is taught, uh, the first two levels are taught by me mostly, and the archangels and the ascended masters somewhat, but the third level of work is just taught by the archangels and myself and these great lords of light, verbally teaching you how to rearrange your energetic fields, raise your energy, and be a conscious citizen of the fifth dimension, and then be a creator from there. It is remarkable what people get to do. And I, I just watch people become a very different person in all of this work. It's really quite wonderful. So to connect with you, Jim, what is the website people need to go to? Masteringalchemy.com. And, um, Masteringalchemy.com. Good. Yeah, and there's lots of information there. If you have questions, ask. Um, and we have some free lectures. There's a free um, lecture on what is this? tomorrow. No, yes, tomorrow. So um, you can go there and sign up, and we'll talk about this fifth element of the Christed light, the love. And when you start to weave love with the earth, the water, the fire, the winds, you become a creator at such an amazing level. Well, Jim, we've actually come to the end of our show. The time has just flown by very quickly, and I really appreciate your wisdom and your time. You've given us a tremendous insight into what's going on and also given us a great deal of uh, warmth in our hearts about the future. So thank you so very much indeed. Oh, I'm delighted to be here, Peter. Thank you very much for having me. It's been our pleasure too. Thank you. So next week, my guest will be Matt Kahn, another one of those wonderful people I met at the Science and Non-Duality Conference down in San Francisco. And he'll be continuing the theme of living ourselves in the present moment through inquiry. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. I hope you're enjoying the 1-11, January the 11th, another powerful day of new beginnings. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Have a wonderful week. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.